This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what is going on? Nothing, man. Nothing to do today at all. Just work. No, Ser- no practice. Seriously, no, nothing. There's not a ton no, of news coming out. Yeah. You know, it's and it's pretty pretty quiet day here. The calm before the storm, I oh, guess, with go. the game being tomorrow. Yeah. Um, as always, like, subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave us a comment down below. But I want to mention, too, also on uh, our listening platforms, we are very close to 10,000 downloads of the show as well. Uh, we should be across that after this episode comes out. So thank you to everybody that is supporting us away from the YouTube channel as well, whether that's on Apple, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And I have a ton of people that have wanted to, I feel like this is a new hot topic within Steelers Nation. It's kind of the flavor of the week. That's the conversation about the tight ends. Um, you know, when Frymuth gets hurt, I think everybody just assumed, oh, we're going to see an increased role for rookie Darnell Washington. He is not only second on the pecking order among tight ends right now, but he's been third playing behind Hot Rod Rodney Williams as well. So Connor Hayward's playing in front of him. Hot Rod's playing in front of him. What is going on with Darnell Washington? I'm not sure. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I mean, I think Connor Hayward is certainly a playable option at tight end Mm -hmm. for the Steelers. Um, But it's weird that you have this tight end, and even if the steel, and it's uh, okay. Let's let's rewind. It's pretty clear the Steelers don't think much of Darnell Washington's route running ability right now. And mm-hmm. from what I saw in training camp, pretty rough. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's not great. Okay, but he's got great hands, and he's huge, 
which generally helps you get open even if you're covered, right? Just throw it up to him, let him do his thing. Mm -hmm. Even if, though, they don't think much of him, his ability as a receiver, the offensive line of the Pittsburgh Steelers is essentially begging and screaming and <laughs> shouting into a megaphone, please help us! We're dying! Like, I, why... Why wouldn't you play Washington if for no other reason than just a man? Like, they're playing Broderick Jones as a tackle eligible. I'm like, you have a tackle eligible. You have the world's biggest blocking tight end. What do you need a tackle eligible for? Just play 80. You're basically using him like a tackle eligible anyway. He's run 66 routes of this season, and he has three targets. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be the lowest percentage I, if you're another defense, I wouldn't even bother covering him. But I don't know. I feel like there's got to be a way to use him more as a blocker, even if they don't trust him to be a receiver. And, and you can't you know, make it a dead tell. But it's not like you think Broderick Jones is going to go run a route, right? Like, man, yeah. I don't know. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And saying that, I do think that Rodney Williams is a good tight end. I think he's the guy probably that has the most well-rounded overall skill set in terms of size and strength and and receiving ability, you know, Connor Hayward is just a little bit short for blocking, blocking in line. Like he's not a, he's not a, you usually you want tight ends to be six, three, six, four, six, five. You know, he's a little bit small to put his hand down and come up and one-on-one -on -one against an edge rusher. There's a play. In fact, in this game where they're in two tight ends and the play is a, like a flip shovel pass to Connor Hayward and he's going to run back to the weak side. They're going to kind of fake like they're going to run up like a mesh RPO and, and he runs the other way. And it's mm -hmm. the, you, the play call, the tight end on the left side of the formation has to solo block the edge rusher. And it's Rodney Williams in the game. I'm like, you have one tight end whose skill set seems to be tailor made for solo block an edge rusher on a shovel pass. And it is not Rodney Williams. It is Darnell mm -hmm. Washington. So like, on one hand, I understand the lack of involvement in the passing game. I'm not surprised by that. I didn't expect him to have big involvement in the passing game as a rookie or maybe ever. You know, it's certainly not a, yeah. a sure thing that he would grow into that. But I'm surprised at how little they've taken advantage of his blocking prowess and how uh, it seems like that's that's sort of become secondary at that position when they don't throw the ball to their tight ends that much anyway. Yeah, I, that's the thing is like the deficiencies that we're talking about in his game, we knew about when we drafted him. It's not like we got him here and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, why can't this guy, you know, why isn't he the most crisp route runner or anything like that? Like we knew that was going to be the case. I don't think that's why you're drafting a guy like that. I think like you, I'm just surprised that we're not seeing him do more as a blocker and not that the Steelers have been in the red zone a whole lot, but I thought maybe we would see him more in that area as well, you know, in goal line situations. Um I don't know. So, yeah, I, I guess I'm just surprised that he's, you know, being this underutilized. Um, if you're going to ask a tight end to be a pass catcher, I'm not necessarily, but just overall his lack of snaps in general is what I'm surprised by. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm not surprised that he's not getting more playing time or that he's not getting the ball more. I'm surprised he's not getting more playing time. Ten snaps? Uh, you yeah. know. I, I, that's that's not very much um and so uh we'll uh we'll see how that transpires but i'm i'm a little bit confused by that myself i do think he should be playing more than that and mike tomlin said yeah we we're playing from behind the whole game it's like well you know i mean 
he still ran the ball a bunch. Like it's not like they were they got totally one dimensional because they were down six nothing in the first quarter. Like I mean, yeah, they were playing from behind, but it wasn't like the game was ever out of reach. Where it's like, all right, man, we just can't we can't run the ball anymore. Like it's just got to be throw throw throw. Like the, like it was against the 49ers. Okay, in that game, or yeah, okay, Darnell Washington probably wasn't going to play the second half. Figured that out. Okay, this game was not like that. It was a one score or two score game the entire time. They were in it the entire time until the very last offensive drive, really, before they got to a point where they had to throw the ball. So I, I'm not really sure I buy that reasoning from Mike Tomlin either. Yeah, I, you know, you look at tomorrow's game too, and and you wonder where could he be utilized. And I'm somewhat hesitant to talk about this out here, but I feel like I got to bring it up a little bit because I put out a post about it. I I think that we're going to see a change on the Steelers' offensive line during the game tomorrow. I think it's going to be Broder Jones in the lineup. I think it's going to be at right tackle, though. I think it's in place of Chukwuma for. And when you look at the other side, you know, the Tennessee Titans don't have necessarily a, a group of pass rushers that necessarily frighten you top to bottom or anything like that. But Harold Landry is a pretty good player. And I don't know that like Roger Jones one on one is a matchup that you want to see there. Um, you know, Danico Autry is more of a yeah, defensive end. He leads them in sacks right now with five. But like. Could Darnell Washington, like we're talking about, as an extra offensive lineman, help out a young Broderick Jones when you look at the group that they're going to be playing against tomorrow? Sure. Although, like, it's not a scary group. Like, Harold Landry right. is – so it's a 3-4 defense, very similar to what the Steelers run. So guys that are linebackers are the edge rushers. And Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons is, is a very talented group on the inside. Uh, and mm-hmm. I think they uh, have the potential to make for a lot of trouble. But – on the outside, it's Harold Landry, who's a second round pick a while ago, and and you know, sort of rounded into a good pro. Um, on the other side, Arden Key and then Rashad Weaver, uh, my boy from Pitt, yeah. who I love, but uh, you know, like these are just guys, normal sort of everyday NFL edge rushers. They're not certainly capable, but they're not guys that you need to be necessarily like building a game plan for. I don't know. This doesn't feel like the week where I would need a Darnell Washington to think that my offensive line should hold up here, especially on the edges. Maybe, you know, the place that worries me about this matchup is on the inside where you have Autry and Simmons who are really good at making sort of penetration out of nothing against the center that Steelers offensive line, which has shown some weakness throughout this season. Certainly Mason Cole hasn't played as well as he's capable of. And I don't think that Isaac Mm -hmm. Samalo and James Daniels have either, at least not consistently. Now, of course, this is something that I'm just talking about. I've heard it from somebody gave me a little bit of pre-draft info that ended up being confirmed later on. So I trust where I'm hearing it from, but say that this does come to fruition. This is what we see tomorrow night is Broderick Jones entering the lineup, but at right tackle, how, how do you feel about that? And does it surprise you that it would be Chuksakor for losing his spot between the two tackles? A lot of things about that would surprise me. One would be making a move this week as opposed to next week. I would have much more. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you mini know, buy. Yeah. You get the little mini buy after the Thursday night game. It's really hard to make changes. One, just one practice today. I mean, they're going to walk through on Tuesday. Um, that would really surprise me. I do, however, like, I don't think that Broderick Jones is locked into left tackle. Um, you know, I think he could play either side. I think, honestly, like, <sighs> he was drafted to be a left tackle. He played left tackle at Georgia, but like he has a lot of right tackle tendencies. Like he's pretty athletic. He's a really good run blocker. I, mm-hmm. I would not be 
if, if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you want to make your offensive line as good as it can for 2024, like the answer is probably get rid of both of the current starters, go spend a lot of money on a free agent left tackle and play Broderick Jones on the right side for now. Like that's probably like the best way to make the best impact on their yeah. offensive line because Broderick Jones is going to have pass protection difficulties and you just do not want those coming on the blind side of your quarterback. I don't know. It's an interesting thought, right? That if the idea was, okay, Broderick played pretty well in that game where he had to play, but you know, the thing is, is that with a rookie, you know, you're going to get 90, 10, like there's going to be 90% good. There might be 10% awful. If it's Joey Porter jr. That 10% awful is a 60 yard touchdown. If it's a left tackle, that 10% awful is your quarterback missing the rest of the year, right? Like there's a whole different level mm-hmm. of of what happens when you screw something up when you're talking about a left tackle. Maybe they think right is a better way to um, introduce him in the NFL. And also, like, it's not like Chooks has been playing very well. In fact, I thought Chooks was probably worse than Dan yeah. last week. So I don't have any uh, information here. I would be... So somewhat surprised if they chose to make that move on a short week. But I think in general, the idea of Broderick Jones being a right tackle instead of left tackle or being introduced to the league as a starting right tackle first is not crazy to me. And how much, because I know people will talk about this, like obviously left tackle, more valuable, protecting the quarterback's blind side. How much of the amount of draft capital that, that, you know, trading up for Broderick, selecting him at 14, a team that, you know, hasn't drafted offensive linemen very high as of late. How much does like that capital invested in him make it that you would like him to play on the left side as opposed to the right side? Like, I don't think it matters right now. I mean, I think long-term it it helps if he plays the left side, but I mean, right. Playing right tackle is better than not playing at all. Right. I mean, I think that's, you know, I don't, and, and, Man, if you're a really good right tackle, that's still pretty valuable. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're trading up to number 14, you would like to get a left tackle out of the arrangement. But if you get a Pro Bowl right tackle, I think you take that. Um, so I don't think that the Steelers – and also the Steelers' process with linemen and, like, handedness is a little wonky anyway. Like, you know, I I, I feel like they've been playing Chooks and Corfor out of position his entire career. I thought they played Kendrick, uh, Kevin Dotson on the wrong side. They played Kendrick Green out of position – very clearly so this is like moving guys around does not seem to be a thing that the Steelers are really too worried about whether it's good or bad yeah that's a good point even looking at like this same not looking at the Steelers but like looking at the same draft class I don't know if we'll see Darnell Wright ever make the switch to left tackle but he's playing right tackle right now the Bears took him 10th overall Tristan Wirfs didn't make that switch to the left side until what his fourth season third fourth season in the league so i mean yeah you know we've seen guys drafted relatively high end up playing on the right side i just didn't know how much that came into the conversation like the draft capital spent on him wanting him to pay play on the you know the side that we consider more valuable and you know there are also like some guys that trading sides is a really hard thing to do and they just can't do Mm -hmm. it and there are some guys that doesn't bother them at all and they're really natural at it and it seems like what i've seen from broderick jones and he's played right tackle in practice a good bit this year because he's been the swing backup. You know, they decided when he did get there was a there was a little bit of time at the end of training camp where he walked in there and uh that that he was better at switching sides than Dan Moore was. That Dan playing on the right yeah. was a little tougher than Broderick playing on the right. So, I mean, maybe it won't be a big deal for him at all to start his career at right tackle and then maybe eventually someday move back to the left. 
Right. Uh, it, you mentioned too, like the the test tomorrow, more about being inside and Jeffrey Simmons, who's really kind of broken out for the Titans, like people that are football junkies, I feel like have known who he is for a while. Um, but, you know, what kind of challenges is he going to present for, you know, Mason Cole with in the interior, that offensive line with Simalo and Daniels? Yeah, he's interesting. He's not like your traditional kind of like big plugger. You know, he's tall, he's long, he's got good athleticism. And I think he, you know, he's a guy that probably warrants a double team more often than not. You know, like, interestingly, that group, which I think has struggled pretty pretty mightily this year, played pretty well against Aaron Donald. Like, I think they have a blueprint for dealing with Simmons, um, but it probably involves, you know, doing some different things, running more outside, you know, uh, some short game, some screen game to try to get him away from that. But we'll see. We'll see. It's It's weird that, like, they struggled a lot with some interior, like Houston. It's like not good at all. <laughs> then they yeah. dominated Aaron Donald. Well, not dominated, but certainly won the day against Aaron Donald. Um, this is a player that's sort of in between there. If you leave him alone and leave him in one-on-one matchups, he will wreck you. Uh, there's no question about that. Uh, however, in terms of like the absolute job, not as difficult as Aaron Donald. Uh, maybe Maybe in, in him and Autry, a better pair, meaning you can't just yeah. focus all your attention on Simmons the way you can focus all your attention on Donald because Autry can certainly beat you too. Maybe that's where it is. But again, not, you know, Harold Landry, um, you know, it's an interesting defense too. You know, they attack you from different angles and different directions. They really put stresses on uh, passing guys and identifying where the rush is coming from. I think that's something this unit has really struggled with. You know, they want to pass block aggressively. Uh, that's hard to do when you're not sure about who's coming from where. And it seems like that's been a pretty consistent issue this year is just struggling to ID where rushers are coming from, who is rushing and who isn't rushing, when they're hot, when they need to slide, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's been a struggle for him all year. Yeah, and you know, it's a good point about what he does maybe for Autry because, you know, him drawing as much attention, Autry leading the team in sacks with five, that's probably a good reason why, you know, Simmons is taking a lot of those double teams and maybe freeing up Autry a little bit. Um, but in the secondary, you know, obviously, uh, we've, we've mentioned Terrell Edmonds, a part of that now. Don't know how many snaps we're going to see him for, not listed as a starter right now, but the likes of Christian Fulton, Sean Murphy, Bunting, um, who who was the safety that you brought up yesterday? I really liked him. Amani Hooker and Elijah Molden are the same. Elijah Molden's the one I was thinking of. But yeah, Amani Hooker's a good player too. Um, you know, what kind of challenges do you think they present? Because when you look at it, like the names, I, it's not something that should necessarily scare you on paper. They're 20th and pass yards giving up. I just think that they really put an emphasis in the red zone. Like the, the, you can get down the field on them, but then when you get into the red zone, it's all about limiting the three instead of seven, which is actually, you know, basically every team in the NFL, it seems like at this point is just keeping a lid on things and playing bend don't break defense. This will be the mo the game that is most like playing the Steelers defense all season. I think for the Steelers offense, you know, where yeah. like there's not an overwhelming amount of talent anywhere. Um, there are mm -hmm. some good, there are a couple good players that you have to watch out for. Uh, the rest of it really relies on scheme, aggressiveness, and big plays. And I think, you know, this Titans defense is just average. Um, that there are not tough mm -hmm. matchups, I think, uh, you know, across the board. Uh, I think this is should be another week that we should feel good about the Steelers offense. But I said that last week and they were terrible. So, you know. I think it's mostly at this point when it comes to that matchup about 
the Steelers own ability to execute their own offense. I mean, it's not like the Jaguars were out there just clamping up the Steelers, right? I mean, they mostly just shot themselves in the foot up and down the field. Uh, that will probably be the thing that determines the outcome in this game much more than the matchup against the Titans. Yep. Plays to be made. That is what we've talked about a lot this year. Um, I wanted to get to something that uh, our guy, Joe Aber, who's one of the, I, I you know, I, I don't want to be partial here to some listeners slash viewers of this show, but Joe's always come with the questions. Well, for I us never, I never him. said that I was impartial. Just, I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> That's I true. Like I mean, we talked about... more than others of you, and that's the facts. Like, I don't know, but uh, we've laid out. You, you said about the blueprint, right? For Aaron yeah. Donald, we have the blueprint. The commenters of the show have the blueprint to what it takes to get to our hearts. You say in that little <laughs> message at the beginning, and you know, butter us up. Anyways, Joe does a great job of doing that. He wants to know how we feel about the inside linebacker room. Would you agree the inside linebacker room is markedly improved this year, at least over the last few? Oh yeah. They're playing really well. Like that. I agree. Not for, like the Steelers defense played really well last week. Like that's a good Jacksonville offense. They held them to 20 points. They got them to, they forced two, two or three, turn, three turnovers. Three. And they did that. They, the Steelers offense went three plays and out four straight times and they gave up six points. Like that is incredible. Um, mm -hmm. That never happens. Usually if you go three and out three straight times you're losing like 10 nothing without minka for the better portion of that game as well. right yeah especially without minka so um feeling but i think the inside linebackers have played really well they figured out the mix which we were talking about it's been a lot more quan alexander over those mm -hmm. middle term although i think this will be a big alandon roberts game uh with derrick henry in there and um but I, you know, I think they're figuring it out and they're playing really well. They're playing together. They're communicating better. We haven't really seen miscommunications in that area much lately. Uh, I think they really got it right. Like we thought they did. And then there was a couple weeks where it's like, man, were we wrong or were, what happened? You know, it just kind of took them a little mm -hmm. bit to get into the groove. Uh, I feel like they're there now. And I think that unit's playing really, really well. Yeah, I think like you said, it's about finding the the spots for these guys, like understanding, okay, Landon Roberts isn't going to be a great coverage guy. Why have him on the field in that situation? But I think that they've done a better job of finding out where these guys fit. No defender has a higher run stop percentage than any Landon Roberts this season, minimum of 100 snaps. So again, that's a guy against Derrick Henry, against this Titans offense that we could see a heavier dose of. But Quan Alexander has been a great addition, especially when you consider like that guy was just sitting around, you know, late into free training. Was it a day before training camp started or training camp? Training camp, training camp had already started. Yeah. yeah. Training camp had already started. And then Cole Holcomb coming off the injury last year gave him a three year deal. Um, and, and I think that they've really found a nice mix in how to fit these guys in. But certainly when you look at the linebacker rooms, the Steelers have had the last few seasons, they got they got a good group here and a guy and some guys that can actually make some plays like splash plays as well. You see them creating some turnovers, uh, Cole Holcomb recovering a fumble last week. Like there's definitely an improvement within that room. That was forced by Alexander. I believe um, it was. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Friend of the podcast, Landon Roberts, E-Rob, by the way, <laughs> yes. he'll be on maybe eventually he has expressed interest in being on the podcast. Let's just say that we'll see if we mm -hmm. can make that happen. At some point in the future, I don't know. Uh, this is a big week for him, man. I think he's got to be the Derrick Henry antidote, and I think he's capable of it, man. I'm excited about that matchup. I'm excited about that matchup. We all remember, like, Robert Spillane's one big hit, but Derrick Henry, uh, he did just fine in the rest of that game. 
And uh, I think E-Rob could be a real eraser there in a way the Steelers haven't had. Vince Williams, I guess, probably was the last guy Ooh, that really felt uh, like yeah. could mm-hmm. take away an opponent running back the way that Roberts has been able to. I really, really like the way he plays. He hits so dang hard. Like, it just hurts people. Uh, it's fun to watch. Great uh, great pickup. Great addition. I really think they're fitting together really well. Three solid pros. Um feel bad for Mark Robinson because he's like yeah. the fourth wheel behind such a good group, but he's embraced his special teams uh, chances and, and I'm sure he'll get some spots here as the season winds on. But I I can't remember the last time I felt this good about the Steelers inside linebackers. It, you know, I think like long-term Mark Robinson is going to be better for it, for being a part of this group and, and being able to watch these three guys go to work. So, yeah. you know, I'm not down on him by any means because of what the three in front of him are doing. I'm just really excited about what they've been able to do as a group. Uh, so yeah, shout out to maybe who knows, maybe E-Rob's listening to the show right now. So shout out to E-Rob. I got a feeling he's probably busy today. Like, <laughs> You know, short week and all, but maybe. Yeah. You know what we need? We need um, a moment to be recreated. Derrick Henry and Robert Spillane at the goal line. We need it to be recreated with the Landon Roberts here in 2023. Or maybe you just make some fumble. You know, that's that would be a feather in the cap, right? I, I may make that my um, I may make that my bold prediction, and we're going to get into predictions here. As uh, you will not be on the show tomorrow, so we should do it today. Yeah. Um, but Derrick Henry does not fumble very much. Um, and that might be interesting. I, I might, um, might, might go down that road. Okay. Um, he has 17 do... in his entire career. Just like to, to point that out. That's... Like lost or in general, he's fumbled that many times. Uh, lost. No, okay. total, total. Sorry. Total fumbles. Put the ball on the ground. Total times 17. Jeez. Yeah, that is very low. Um, we actually, I wanted to bring up one question though, because it's about the secondary. And I feel like there is, you know, yesterday's show was spent a lot on like how, where do you go with the secondary now that they did stand pat the deadline and all these things. Um, we got somebody in the comments, uh, Ty Man 55, who likes James Pierre. He makes mistakes, but he's pretty good in coverage. I want Porter, Pierre, not Wallace, and Peterson in the slot or at safety. Uh, and have Riley in the slot if Peterson's playing safety. Why aren't we using Riley? I think he's got some Mike Hilton to his game. Yeah, I think Elijah Riley is an interesting option there. I'll, I'll talk about that one first. I just think he's a guy that probably does a lot of things well, but nothing great. And mm. it's generally harder for those guys to get uh, playing time because – you know, like he's more like to me, like a true backup than a part-time player, right? You look, you know, when you have guys that are down the depth chart, you have some guys, you're just like, oh, I just want to work them in. You know, we want to get uh, Nick Herbig involved, right? He's going to play 10 to 15 snaps. Uh, on the other hand, um, even if you really, really like Nate Herbig as a backup, you probably never want to play him, right? Like it just depends on the, the player and the situation. And I just feel like Riley is on the team because of special teams ability and his versatility as a backup to be able to do a lot of different things, but probably does not do any one thing well enough that they really want to have a reason to get him on the field. I would be surprised though, if he doesn't play more than he did last week. And if those snaps between him and Killebrew don't come more, more or less even, I do also think that when they go dime, 
They've been playing all year a three safety dime with Fitzpatrick, Casey, and Neal. I don't believe that that should be the case anymore. I don't think their best six defensive backs involve three safeties. They should probably go to a more traditional dime and maybe move Levi inside or play Shandon Sullivan. Um, But I think it's got to be four cornerbacks on the field and, and not three safeties. We'll see if I'm right or wrong. I don't know, but that's what I think they should do. So does that where the other, you know, the, they started off by saying about James Pierre, like, is he somebody that you could see play on the outside? If you're going to move Levi inside, yeah. you could play Pierre and, and Porter outside and Wallace and, and Wallace has played inside some uh, and play Wallace and, and uh, Pat Pete on the inside. Yeah. I'm fine with that. That's four good corners. I, I think Pierre is underrated. Um, I, you know, he makes mistakes. He's a little bit handsy. He's a little bit old to be making mistakes, but I still like him as a player, and I think he's a really quality backup, and I, I think he could play. I, yeah. I I don't have a problem with James Pierre seeing some action here. Yeah. Especially I mean, talked about listed questionable in the injury report. So if he's yeah. out, um, oh, yeah. then I'm yeah, I'm all in on playing James Pierre. Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll be, you know, we saw them without Levi last week and saw what that looked like. And to your point, it could be even a little bit different without having Minka for a full game in terms of the way that they use their cornerbacks. So we will see. Um, but okay, yeah, let's get into some predictions before we get out of here then because I will not be here tomorrow. Whether that is, obviously, we want to have a game prediction, but also I don't know if you have a, a bold prediction for the game or just the way that some of these things are going to play out. Yeah, we could just predict the game. I have not done this yet. And so um, we'll... Ooh, we'll okay. uh, Normally I'm that's done, true. I normally predict I normally predict on around the four one two before I do on here. This is a special yeah, special occasion, so I haven't really thought about it in my head. Um I think the Steelers win this game. I agree. I'm going to go. I, I keep, you know, saying, oh, they're gonna break over, you know, 20 something, and then it doesn't happen, but I'm gonna go over 20 this week. I'm I going to say they win this game 24 to 18 Steelers. Okay. I'm right there with you. I think the Steelers win this game. Um, I like their bounce back ability. I like their defense in this matchup. I think the offense has been ready for a breakout. I don't know what happened last week, but I, I still think, um, you know, the way they use Deontay Johnson and George Pickens together, I think is very sustainable. I think they can get even more out of that duo. I think it oh, should be. Deontay a- catches the touchdown. Oh, there you go. Um, I think you could see Kenny Pickett throw a couple in this game. As long as the weather stays decent, I, I think this really could be an oppor- another opportunity for the offense. So I agree. I think the Steelers win, probably not by a lot. I, you know, I think they'll keep it close. I will say 23-17 Steelers win. Well, you just uh, shaved one point off from each side from what I from my prediction there. Yeah, no, but I, I do. I, I like – I like Deontay to score this week, which like people are like, is that even? Yes, at this point, it is very much a hot take. I feel like he hasn't scored since twenty twenty one. So there you go. It's got to come at some point, right? I mean, this is the second time that I'm predicting to happen this year. It obviously didn't happen the first time. I think we got our first Deontay Johnson touchdown. I kind of wanted to say Connor Hayward scores a touchdown, but I think Deontay's got to get in the end zone. There you go. All right, uh, and of course, we want everybody's predictions down below in the comments along with any other questions or comments you guys might have uh, about the show uh we from what i'm hearing we're going to be locked on tomorrow with me not here 
correct. Yeah, me and Chris Carter on Thursday. And uh, not sure exactly how we're doing this, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm excited the, to see. I don't know if we're going to be at the stadium or probably not. We'll probably record it earlier in the day, and then it'll come out in the afternoon for you. But a pregame episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive, and then Steelers Falcons uh, from uh, Falcons. Why did I come up with that? Steelers Titans from Agri. Falcons stadium. did just play the Titans. Maybe they you did. were doing some. They did. Yeah. Maybe I was doing some film work there in my head uh, for a second. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, all the coverage, SteelersNow.com. Go there, check it out. That's it. Which is one of the places where they can find you, Alan. Tell them yeah, where. Yeah, Aceonders underscore PGH on Twitter, at PGH Steelers Now, SteelersNow.com. That's the list. Get that yourself 10% list. off of Steelers Now Plus. Use the promo code Allen 10 uh, Not 10 the promo code or... Allen 13.333 repeating. <laughs> I wonder if that does anything. Probably not. Um, find out. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, I'm Zachary Smith, PGH. You can find me on all platforms at that. Like, subscribe, hit that notification bell here, and leave us a comment. Like I said, if you're listening somewhere else, leave us a five-star review over there. For Alan Saunders, for myself, come back to watch him and Chris tomorrow, and then I will be back on Friday to talk about whatever happened in this Thursday night football game that I can't wait to see how it plays out. But until then, thanks for jumping in. Take another ride on the Steelers afternoon drop. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Uh, 